This program is brought to you by thepodcastfactory.com. Hey guys, sorry to bother you. This is Jonathan just checking in. Copy Chief Radio. I think this is going to be a pretty good episode. I've got uh, Kevin here with me. Hey, Kevin, what's up, buddy? Oh, yeah, just hanging around. You know, look, this is a good time for you still, right? It's not, uh, you're not too busy or anything? Uh, no, no. I'm so, uh, Look, I'm sorry to bother you. Just let, let's do this, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, everybody just clicked away. The so pacification the- <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> We did that for a reason. Uh, the topic today on Copy um, Chief Radio is authority killing words and phrases that you should avoid. Uh, this is a real sort of an epidemic in, I don't want to say modern society, but certainly in business society, where how we communicate is really critical to how we're perceived. And we had a really interesting thread on Copy Chief recently about uh, this topic in also, uh, Ross came up, found this cool thing about weasel words. There's this list of weasel words that kind of rob your authority and make people trust less what you're saying. So this would be a lot of fun, Jonathan. And uh, taking the fun up a whole nother level, we're going to bring on my man, Ross O'Loughlin, today to, to join in the fun with us. So, hey, Ross. How we doing? I'm, I'm, I'm well familiar with this topic, you know, coming from Canada, where sorry is every second word out of everyone's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So being an uh, an Irishman living in, I'm guessing that's not the case in Ireland. So it must be really stand out to you in Canada. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty funny. Uh, I just had an example that today actually I had a DHL package that was um, being delivered, and DHL, being the absolute magicians that they are, decided to leave it on the street without telling me, uh, and it was taken. So I checked in with my neighbor. And I was like, did you see a package? And he was like, no, I haven't. And then he apologized to me for it being taken. <laughs> no, it wasn't taken. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. I should have been. I should have been watching for your package. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And so, you know, I think this all stemmed from, we're going to share a cool resource at the end, a little uh, Chrome application plugin that, you, you know, you can, that'll read your email as you're writing it, which is always creepy, but effective. Uh, by the way, you guys, I remember the first time that Google started sending me really creepy announcements, letting me know that they're watching my every move. Like I just looked at my phone one day and it told me, you know, how long it would take me to get home from where I was. Mm. And I was like, that's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. And I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Google. It's so helpful. It's like, I'm not turning that off. Yeah. I wonder like, how crazy is it going to get? It's like you think maybe I'll see a movie and like you look at your phone and there's a list of, you know, movie times and you're like, wait a minute. I didn't even say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, tickets have been purchased yeah. already. How <laughs> <laughs> did it know I want to go see That's it? That's right. Just hold up your phone as you enter the theater. Would you like butter on your popcorn? <laughs> Just kidding. We know you don't. But uh, so, uh, yeah, anyway, so this is a an extension you can put on your on your Chrome, if you use, say, Gmail, and it'll, it'll highlight these little authority-robbing phrases, things like, like we did up front, you know, sorry, uh, just checking, just thought I'd check in, 
things like that to where uh, I think we default to this language because we're so afraid to seem pushy or obtrusive when really, especially in business, you should just get to the point and sound confident about what you're expressing, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ab- absolutely. One one thing that uh, that kind of strikes me as well is often when people are looking to learn about a topic, um, you know, when they're researching a niche on online or they're trying to figure out what product to purchase, they're looking for someone that knows what they're talking about, right? People are people are looking to be led, and if you're if you're there and you're kind of coming out with this wishy washy language, it it doesn't come across very strong, and it's like, yeah, you know, this person's probably not you know, the, the authority that I'm, I'm looking for when I'm, I'm, I'm making a decision in this space. Right. Yeah. And so I guess a, a really common place that I've caught myself doing this pretty often is say you're circling back with a potential client or a colleague on a topic. And look, you know that they should have gotten back to you three days ago uh, or, you know, something's <laughs> amiss and you go, hey, just checking in. Well, no, you're not just checking in. You're going, hey, asshole, can we, <laughs> can we, can we get this done so we can both move on with our lives? And now, obviously, you don't need to say that, but you could say, um, you know, you know, Jonathan, dot dot dot. Sure, you're busy, but really need an answer on this today. What's the verdict, right? And that's letting them know. Okay, this needs to go to the top of my priority list right now. But when you go, just checking in, if you get a chance, could you get back to me? They're going, yeah, uh, next Tuesday when you ask me again, maybe I'll do it then, right? Uh, mm -hmm. (laughs) So those are the little places that we drop our authority. Like Ross said, it's even more critical in other communications when if you're an expert or want to be seen as an authority in your industry – it's really important to check yourself on using these kinds of phrases uh, because what happens is, if not directly, sort of subconsciously, your reader or your audience is making these assessments about your authority. And when you use these sort of you know, weak terms, they're kind of subconsciously going, I don't know about this person. And it's probably someone more trustworthy, right? more qualified mm-hmm. imagine if we had started out uh, copy chief radio with that, that kind of intro how many people would have tuned out <laughs> <laughs> yeah the first episode i guess it'll be fun it's just yeah so that's the thing don't mistake nice uh for weak i, I think yeah i, I love what, what's the great somebody had a great phrase um um uh, sure, you know in business or you know don't 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 mistake uh, my niceness for for weakness, right? My kindness, I think. That's what it is. Don't mistake my kindness for weakness. I, I love. I think that's really powerful. This is almost that in reverse. Like don't ex- don't mistake my people will mistake your. Uh, don't you think that by being weak you're being kind? Is what I want to say. Yeah. B- because that's what's really happening, and so. Like this is something you actually need to be calculated about. We talk all the time about being transparent and being authentic and being yourself, but there are tweaks you might want to make <laughs> uh, to yourself and how you communicate. And this is definitely one of them. And Ross, uh, in a special training I do called RFL Real Free Life, where I work specifically with freelancers on becoming authorities in their industry, this is a topic we've talked about quite a bit. And uh, I know you have some fixes in place for this. 
Yeah, um, that's that's you know recently that's kind of been one of the big steps I've been taking in kind of improving my authority, and it all stem it stemmed from that program. Um, and you know, in it, it it talks about like how to share your expertise and at the same time position yourself as a as an authority. Um, and I found myself you know going out and, and answering people's questions, uh, but then when I was kind of giving them advice. Uh, and giving them like my expertise, mm-hmm. I would, I would, you know, find myself saying, you know, I think you should do this, or maybe you might want to try and do this, um, or and like ho- hope this helps and all this sort of stuff. Where I'm giving them my advice, but I'm kind of giving it and stepping away from it yeah, almost yeah. at the same time. Right. Um, and I, I don't know why I was doing it, uh, but you know, I think you pointed it out to me was. You know, like what? What's the point in in adding that that stuff in, right? Like, I think you might want to try. Is you should try or try this or better even then do this, right? Yeah, right? Because that's what an expert or an authority would do. They're they're very confident in their um in their point of view and their expertise, and they have no problem answering people who are looking for answers and telling them what to do. It's up to that person to do with it, the information, what they will, but like, don't be kind of half-heartedly giving it. And then, you know, thinking like, take it or leave it. It's there. Um, because that's not nearly as effective as, you know, confidently stating here's what's up. Exactly. Right. It's what, uh, our, our hero, John Carlton calls selling from your heels. Yeah. yeah, don't be leaning back as you give the <laughs> the pitch. And this applies to advice as well. Be direct. And you don't have to say, do this or you're stupid. Mm. <laughs> but you're saying, <laughs> I highly recommend. Something that's always worked for me is this, right? And yeah. then, you know, uh, it goes a long way. Let's talk about these weasel words for a minute, Ross. I love that you added to this on the post in Copy Chief. I never heard of these. I didn't know there was an official list of these weasel words. Yeah. Uh, really interesting. Yeah. Weasel words is interesting. Yeah. Because I, I, uh, I only came across these recently enough. And I'd say that probably in the last six to eight months. Um, there's another copywriting friend of mine. Um, he's more in the agency, big media style of copywriting where it's slogans and whatnot. But he's a, he's a, he's a very good copywriter himself. Uh, and he he posted up a, a list of you know ways to improve your writing, and one of them on that list was weasel words. Um, now it had a slightly different definition than the link I posted to the Wikipedia article, uh, which we can probably throw in the show notes. Um, but it was it was very much along the lines of you know weasel word is something that you put in a sentence to kind of give yourself room to back out of it, right? Mm-hmm. You're not really saying it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you'll say, like most of the people in this area say this, right? But like, what does most really mean? You're kind of alluding to, <laughs> you know, that it's, it's, it's nearly all of them, but what does that really mean? Is it like 51%? Um, you know, other ones are like, you, these are more kind of academic terms. I'm looking at the page here now, mm-hmm. you know, a growing body of evidence, right? right. People say it's claimed that all these 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 phrases where you're you're kind of you're using um uh these words to give an impression that something is true whereas it would be much more authoritative if you could specifically say exactly what you meant right in this study from november 24th 2015 
it was clearly yeah, discovered that five percent of yeah. marketers agreed that ABC or whatever it is, right? Like specifically saying, so there's no there's no room for interpretation. It's just clearly this guy knows or this girl lady knows what they're talking about yeah. because they've got the facts, right? Um, and when someone is like stating exactly where the other person can get the information from and it's it's clearly in front of them like wow okay now this person is is an authority right yeah and you know you used to see this a lot more in politics this is a a place where you can really study the language people use uh in all these political debates and things and they used to get away with this stuff a lot more but there's so much fact checking going on now uh, there's a great one uh, that the St. Petersburg, what well, Tampa Bay Times started called uh, PolitiFact. Mm. So you can go to politifact.com and they have this truthometer. You know, it's anywhere from like pants on fire <laughs> to, <laughs> you know, true, uh, this whole like meter they use. And um, so it's interesting to see how politicians avoid more of these weaselly phrases, but man, they used to be prominent when, you know, by the time somebody would fact check something, the conversation had moved on. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's, it's interesting because, uh, Jody, who's, who's very, um, you know, very active inside yeah. and copy chief, fantastic copywriter for Jody Rainsford. Yeah. Uh, he, he brought up a point though, that, you know, in certain situations, um, like these weasel words can have uh, a, a positive effect, right? Like if you're speaking, we would say to, if you're a left-leaning political writer or whatever, right? And you're you're writing to a very um, educated or you're, you're writing to your in-crowd. Um, they're going to know about all these studies, right? And they probably have their mind made up on a lot of these issues. So you can use these weasel words, right? Like saying like the vast majority of scientists agree Agreed. that global warming is blah, 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 right? But what does vast majority even mean? Is it like 80%? Is it 90%, 95 Right. doesn't matter. You don't need to do the work because people already believe it. So just by using those sentences, or the, sorry, those, those weasel words, you kind of reinforce the beliefs mm-hmm. that your, your audience already have, which is really interesting. But That is know. interesting. But I would say even in that circumstance, at least the particular instance you gave, if, mm. you're, if you're speaking to your tribe, I think there's an opportunity to go even more full force with it, where instead of saying, you know, uh, you know, studies we've seen have indicated, I would go, you know, we've read the facts, we've seen the facts, we know yeah. the truth, and it's this, right? I mean, if yeah. if you're talking to your tribe, you might as well go full force. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I would even, if you go a little further along that that line, uh, along those lines, right? You could even arm them, right? Like if you mm-hmm. go out and you actually give the studies and the exact information though, you know, next time they're having a debate or an argument, they can say, hey, yeah, they can reference that information. So like it, you can get away with it, but I, I would still think that, you know, if you do the, the, the thing that you should do, which is not use these weasel words um, and get specific, it's, it's even more, it's always more powerful is, is I think what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I love what Max, uh, Max Rouser said, that man, Max, another uh, long time copy chief member. And he says, you know, uh, take a stance, you know, you know better. So preach it. You don't have to be abrasive about it. Like above, Mm. like some examples, but instead of pussyfooting, we Mm. can all be leaders, authorities, and even outright, uh, you know, parental and teacherly 
with helping our audiences. And I think that's a great point because I always say ABT always be teaching. Nothing is more powerful than teaching people either something new or teaching them to see their problem in a way that they hadn't before. Because when you do that, they instinctively uh, and subconsciously see you as the person who can help them solve that problem. Mm. An authority, you would say. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> an authority who might have a, an opportunity for them to take a step further with them. <laughs> Jonathan, uh, you come across this in your dealings, something you're aware of? Yeah, I I really thought that I had seen, I thought you put this thread in front of me, but I, it attracted me in Copy Chief. And it's a thing, and it's not just in, in sales or copywriting. I have this discussion with my wife all the time where, you know, if somebody bumps into you or something happens and the automatic reaction is sorry. And I'm like, so, sorry? What, what are you sorry for? Excuse me. Excuse you. Get the hell out of the way. But sorry? No. Should have decked that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she saw you turn to the corner in, in aisle seven. Right. Yeah. She was the so, one that yeah. paying attention. <laughs> I see people using that weak language. And in fact, I got self-conscious about it right before we got on because of uh, a, a chat you and I were having where I was trying to remind you about getting into production. And I'm like... Did I say I'm just checking in because I feel like an asshole if I did? And I went back and checked it, and luckily I didn't say that. I will say, actually, it's it's interesting because you and I kind of have this new working relationship, and you really do take note of how somebody communicates. And look, you're the leader in this project, right? Like you're helping decide when we'll record, uh, making sure I have everything ready. You're in charge of the team who's going to produce these episodes, and I have actually, to make you feel better, <laughs> uh, noticed that you do use an authoritative tone. There isn't a, like a lot of wiggle room, you know? It's not like, oh, well, if you're available Tuesday, let's do it then. You're going, <laughs> here are three dates where I could record with you, which one works best for you? And, you know, when you do that, people go, oh, good, this guy knows what he's doing. We're going to show up at this time and it's going to be solid. Right. People are looking for that leadership. And when you prove that you can lead, then they just naturally fall into line. It's a strange thing. Yeah. It's very NLP-ish that way, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We're taking over your mind. <laughs> yeah. Under our control. <laughs> cool. Well, good. Right. This, yeah. This is a cool topic. Ross, anything else to add on this? Yeah, I, I know we, we kind of recently spoke about this, but um, I know we have some some... Uh, there was some in the thread, some ideas thrown around for uh, how to to catch yourself doing this. I know we had uh, that we're going to link up to that tool, but do, do you have any tips that we wanted to share on uh, on on people for people that you know catch themselves doing this? I think just be aware of it, right? And especially uh, if you're giving advice in a context where you want to position yourself as an authority. For instance, uh, April Dykeman, who is another great copywriter who we work with said that, you know, when she answers a question in a form or something, she has, you know, made it a practice to go back through and remove these authority killing phrases. Like, mm. like just the ones kind of ones you were pointing out, Ross, like, you know, you might try or, you know, this might help you and just say, no, she just literally deletes them. And it sounds much more, you know, direct and authoritative. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's, 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 I think, just being conscious of it. And the resource is the app, uh, what is it called officially? A plugin. It's a, it's a Google Chrome plugin. And it's called uh, Just Not Sorry. <laughs> Perfectly. <laughs> and I, I, what I like about it, I have been using it. It's, it's not one of these things that takes over your life, right? A lot of times I'll download these plugins and an hour later I can't stand it and I'm just trying to get rid of it because it's like wants to rule your life. Mm. But this one's really subtle. It, it, it's just only a handful of phrases that it will underline like I think or – or just, or I'm no expert, but, and sorry is mm. one. And so mm. anytime you're using something like just or sorry, it just checks you. And a lot of times I'm like, no, I'm good with using just there. Uh, and other times I'm like, damn, they caught me. <laughs> <laughs> Red-handed. Get rid of it. So that's so our- just ch- Just check it out. And we're sorry if it doesn't work for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll like it. Please don't be mad at us if it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, I hope you tune back in next time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not busy, we'll see you next week. There you go. So are we wrapping? Is that it? I think we're good. I think we covered it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you on the next one. That's a wrap for Copy Chief Radio number four. You've been listening to Copy Chief Radio. Thank you for tuning in. If you're digging what we are laying down for you, then your next step is to go over to iTunes, type in Copy Chief Radio into the search bar, and when you find a show, subscribe. We will be back in your earbuds next week. This is the podcastfactory.com.